Before we hop into a busy, busy week in wrestling, let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online. March has arrived, and we are only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, that tournament. Make sure to head on to Bet Online and open an account today to get into our 100,000 Bracket Madness contest starting March 15th. That's right, I said $100,000 in March 15th. You don't need to be a hardcore to get into get into the action and with multiple entries available it's this season's best chance to cash in and remember the nba and xfl are still going strong so whatever your passion is bet online is the place to be for all your betting needs visit our good friends and exclusive partner bet online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code blue wire all one word for your 50 percent sign up bonus bet online your online sports book experts jabroni j-a-b-r-o-n-i x-y-z a-b-c oh it doesn't matter you spell jabroni What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner. The man who was so excited by Orange Cassidy's little run during Revolution, he ran outside naked. The incomparable Jeremy Lost. Jay, I had up, underwear on. <laughs> Whatever. It, 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 was, um, it, was, it was skin colored, which was, I, I thought, just as weird as if you ran outside with no clothes on. So It was, uh, it, it was quite a night. Uh, I was not expecting what happened, and I got excited. So um, You're not the only one. Uh, I, had to, I had to apologize to my neighbors, and you know, we moved on. We're, <laughs> we're good. And you might be moving out very, very <laughs> yeah. soon. I'm we just are... waiting for that notice to go on my door. So Ex- yes, I might be moving exactly. out. Exactly. We are brought to you, of course, by the Blue Wire Network. And don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review and make sure you follow us on social you can follow us at two jabronis pod on instagram twitter and in the br app i've noticed our follower count has gone up recently so thank you to everybody who has followed us on social you can follow ben at cruise control that's control with a k and you can follow me for my excellent takes at jeremy a loss that's questionable uh and by the way (laughs) uh just an update on the don't think we forgot we said if, once we get to 100 followers on instagram or the br app i'll release the hostage photo it's uh we're we're, re, we're like on the border it's i'm getting and i'm starting to get really concerned so uh i haven't I forgotten mean, it's about damn time i had to do the chug you did we have to, do to the release chug. this hostage photo yeah it's uh yeah. i'm really scared though it's gonna become a meme you're gonna make it into a t-shirt uh, gonna be it's gonna be great it's gonna be it's gonna be rough um but something that wasn't rough is uh the past couple days in wrestling it's it's been incredible so let's let's jump right into we have a lot to talk about so with that it's time to jump into the main event and for this week's main event we are uh we're talking about one of wwe's flagship shows which we haven't done in a while or highlighted anyway raw raw is yeah. uh dare i say on a hot streak because there's they're spitting hot fire lately with these episodes my god i mean for them being 3 hour episodes they're doing the best they can and they've had some uh incredible segments that have made me super excited um heading into wrestlemania because this stuff that they're doing not only with randy and edge who is not even there in this story is still good but they have made drew mcintyre look great and the street profits look great uh seth rollins looks great so kudos to uh, paul Heyman and the crew for just making raw somewhat watchable on a weekly basis um I wanted to start tonight off and just talk about that opening segment because that might have been the most over I've seen Drew McIntyre in his career. That was incredible. They made him look amazing. He looked like a monster out there. 
Um, he looked they they really did a number in trying to get him to look like a monster and they did it also like you pointed this out to me today because i rewatched the episode this afternoon uh brock telling him yelling at him to lift up the belt <laughs> in the middle of a beatdown. he was yeah um you know brock obviously known for his selling abilities was in the midst of selling and you know maybe maybe he really got hit was uh was a little out of it but he uh it is very very visible him telling uh drew to you know raise the belt to kind of close out this segment it, it, it was just a little funny thing i definitely don't think he meant to and it, it could have just been a little thing where he you know he meant to turn around and yell it so that you couldn't actually see it but you could like see it you could hear it but yeah. um that that's just i guess you know shout out to brock for trying to really sell that segment and, and really put drew over um because that's the image right that's the image that WWE yep. tweeted out, put on their Instagram was Drew holding the belt to give everyone yeah, that visual to, that he's the next dude. I'm starting to wonder that 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 was a Brock call in real time. It might have been, yeah. You're, because that's like, a great he point. does have a pretty good mind for the business. And I'm sure like I wonder if like he got hit and he's like, you know what's gonna really put this over if he grabs this belt. So he just yell at him, put him put the belt, like grab it. So like um yeah, that really succeeded in putting Drew over because the crowd was going ape shit for it. Like they were really, really into it. So I'm 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 really liking what they're doing with that. Big ups to Brock for selling too, because he took three claymores and he, he made them look good. Um Man, that, that the, move looks vicious. Yeah. Like it really does look like it cleans someone's clock. So that's cool. And uh, man, like when with Drew and Brock, like them just standing face to face. very not very often is anyone believable that they're going to beat Brock right just standing side by side toe to toe Drew looks like he could legitimately kick Brock's ass and that just adds to why the story is so intriguing right it's because look Brock is still you know if there was a betting favorite we can maybe ask bet online uh, it would probably still be Brock Lesnar because he has the uh, the resume and he, and he still is a monster. But man, Drew looks Drew looks like he could whoop his ass any day of the week, and and it's so so awesome to see. It's also great that like it, it's cool to see like a guy that big and be that athletic. Like uh, I know Brock has been touted as like this athletic freak because he is so massive and he moves like a two hundred five er. But like Drew is no slouch either. Like he was doing kip ups after the Claymores, like. This is going to be an incredible match that they get time because I think they can do some cool stuff. Uh, moving on to like the next, like like the right the segment right afterward. Street Profits won the the Raw championship. We Raw want the smoke. Let's go. And they're Ooh. super over as well. Like they were pumping the crowd up before the match. Uh, I, I know we talk about this almost on a weekly basis, but like Montez Ford is a star and he is so much better than Angelo Dawkins. And it's sad to say like Angelo is just kind of like, they're like riding his coattails. Um, but they put on a pretty solid match with, with Seth and, and Murphy. Um, and I'm really happy to see them to get the belts. Obviously the crowd was really into it. Montez hitting that frog splash. is just bonkers it's money every time like the amount of air that he gets i always think he's going to jump over who he's trying to hit like there's just no way that he's going to make contact and there are times where he does he does jump too high and and, you know he like kind of miscalculates it and you can kind of see him trying to adjust last minute but it looks i mean look a lot of people have done the frog splash this might be the most exciting and it might be because it's you don't know if it's going to happen (laughs) Right, it's like there's just a it, uh, a variable attached to it. I'm not gonna say it's better than Eddie's because Eddie's is the all time right, all time like that's the bar, but it's right up there. Like it is the the height that he gets, the 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 distance that he has to travel, the form that he has. Um, I I, I know a lot of guys when they do the frog splash, it's a very quick pump. Like he like really pumps it and, and just milks it full for extension every, too, full extension of the yeah. The it's it's an incredible move. Street Profits are really over. I think now, even with the shenanigans in the match with Kevin Owens coming out, I think we're starting to to see the path of where we're going for WrestleMania. We are going towards Street Profits, AOP, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Um, I think it makes a ton of sense. Murphy can kind of get involved and have some shenanigans in 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 the Rollins match. Maybe KO has somebody show up. Maybe it's Samoa. Maybe it's somebody else. 
uh, to kind of even the playing field. But that, I think that's where we're going. And I think after Elimination Chamber, because it looks like Seth and Buddy are going to get their, their rematch. The rematch, yeah. This is where we're going to go. And I'm all for it because I think it makes a ton of sense. AOP versus Street Profits is going to be fucking great. Yeah, that's going to be money. And um, it's going to be awesome to see AOP kind of just back as a tag team because they've right. been the muscle of this group, right? The entirety that they've been together. It'll be awesome to, again, just see them targeting some belts and working as a tag team again. And the, again, the Street Profits are, they're locked in and it's, they deserve it, man. As as funny as those, you know, kind of weekend update type uh, bits that they were doing were, like th- those were fine. This is where we want to see them. Yeah. Right? Like on a live mic, lighting up the ring and it's uh it it was it was awesome to kind of see them get their due especially like seth took the pin right yeah, he took the pin huge. to to montez and easily could have been eaten by murphy to keep kind of seth's uh you know i got you know to keep seth's lore if you will but he was seth was ready to put them over and and, and rightfully so so i mean and kind of looking ahead into mania you know Seth KO is going to be money. That's going to be a fantastic match. And like you said, AOP, Street Profits, um, I'm not going to sleep on that match. That match might be a banger. Yeah, that 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 could be really, really good. Uh, Depending on where they're at in the card and depending on how much time they get, um, it could be really good. All right. We have to talk about this promo in this segment. Uh, Randy Orton, Beth Phoenix. Segment of the year. Wow. So far, it it just felt every second felt so real. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. And so I watched it a couple of times because I was like, how do I feel about Randy's explanation? And I I came to the conclusion that I actually really like it. And why is because there's almost like some truth and like, like not truth. Um, There's there's that thing in your head where you say, well, he kind of has a point, right? Like he obviously he takes it to the extreme of like trying to hurt his friends so that he can spend time with his family. But mm-hmm. you're like, at the same time, you're like, I kind of understand it. Like, you, you, you know, he's, you're, you're almost, you think you know what's best for him. So you're going to do that. Uh, right. It's it's kind of almost like a Thanos type situation where you're like, well, dude's kind of got a point, <laughs> you know, it's all, that's obviously again, another extreme, but um, I think that's what made Randy's promo and explanation. So freaking interesting where it just wasn't like, Oh, he, you know, he tossed me out of the ring at the rumble or like he's trying to take my spotlight. Like that's, that would have been, would have been the expected route. Yeah. But for him to kind of, again, and, and to reel and Beth into this segment, really, yeah. really going on, on, you know, bringing the daughters into it, dropping their yes. names over and over again uh, to kind of give you that visual. Beth, I think sold the shit out of that segment. She was a star, just kind of her facial expressions, her reactions, um, her just, really getting into that slap and almost trying to, you know, DDT Orton. Like it was, oh man, that was an incredible, incredible segment. It was so like gut wrenching watching and listening to Orton and his, his reasoning. Uh, It felt raw and felt personal. It felt real. Like that's what is so great about that segment is it felt real. Like it felt like you were watching people have it out, like in in a real argument and, and, uh, Orton's just been on this roll lately where he's getting back to what he's so good at. And that's playing this borderline psycho. And like, yep. Um, I, I agree with you. Beth really did a great job selling it. I think anytime where she was just kind of sitting there and just listening to him and her facial expressions while like he was explaining like about her, like going into like how I love edge and your daughters more than you do. And like, it was gut wrenching. And then, she slapped him across the face and then he called her a, like he's this is off mic. He calls her a bitch. And that's yeah, when they, he goes, that's yeah. when she goes to DDT him. And that's when he hits her with the, the RKO. But they cut that out of the, uh, the YouTube version, by the way, because I saw it live. And then when I went back to watch it, they did cut out the, the, uh, the portion where he like calls her a bitch. It was um, just, that's like, that's the stuff that I, we grew up on like it wasn't yep. as like yep. over the top as some of the stuff in the attitude era but it was along the lines of like just press like getting to the boundary of reality you know what i mean like you're you know this is a, a story you know this is stage but at the same time like if you're coming into this with uh with a clear head and you're just like watching it r- randomly you're like 
holy shit, what is what is going on? Like this person like is talking shit to a wife and telling the wife that he loves the er, his Her family, family basically, more. Like, yeah. It just felt you know what I mean? Like it just felt real. Um and it was also the the after uh, the after effects, which which were Natty and everyone else who are, are kind of close to Edge, like running down to check on her. Yeah. And it just like extrapolated the gravity of the situation where you're like, damn. And obviously it's like an RKO is an RKO, right? It's a wrestling move. And she sold it really well. But again, that just kind of added to the story where you're like, damn, this is getting really, 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 really personal. And f- again, it's to touch on something you said earlier, like Edge isn't even there. So like, what's gonna happen? Like, it, they've built it to this point now, where like, when Edge eventually shows up, um, and that could be you know next week, it could be in a couple weeks. Like, it's going to be fireworks. It's going yeah. to be electric. I kind of want them. Like, I know that there 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 could be fireworks. I want them to continue this slow burn. Oh, absolutely. Like, is, they have time. They have like a month. This so. is like what they're doing right now is so good it's subtle like it's just subtle storytelling in terms of like just moving the story on each week without doing too much like i feel like sometimes when they get on this roll and this on on this hot streak when it comes to storytelling they tend to like ramp it up too quickly right like they really don't have to ramp this up until the week before wrestlemania like they can have uh edge come out talk about randy Say like I want to wrestle you, uh, challenge you to a match, WrestleMania, yada yada yada, do whatever, um, and then just continue to have them separated, and then the 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 go home show. You have one of them attack each other, and boom, there's your instant drama going into WrestleMania. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying that they need to engage in any physical activity yet. I just want them to be on screen together, right? Whether okay. that's like a, you know someone's on the jumbotron someone's in the ring and you know randy's being a chicken shit and avoiding him but like that dynamic of kind of them making eye contact and really starting to engage uh, i just like i haven't seen that side of edge in a really really long time like that intense side of him mm-hmm. and that's what really excites me about this is because he's when he's locked in when he was locked really in good. in his heyday um just like and he had that look in his eyes he there weren't many people who were better than him right and this i think is going to bring out another side of him that you know i i just i just can't wait the last thing i want from this though is a contract signing i don't want a contract signing segment oh yeah like they do that a lot and then it's just stupid though like for a blood feud like this at this point like there's no need for like that's like the only way that they can kind of like damper this a little bit is to do like the the really random contract signing contract signings really only make sense with title matches matches, right because there's something at stake right this one like just let it go um and i'm on the i'm on the record saying this needs to be the main event at wrestlemania because this is so damn good like I know that Goldberg Roman is likely going to be in the main event, but like, Ooh, feel sick. this needs to be so it. Sick. Like this needs Edge, Edge standing tall as the show goes off the air will be a fucking moment, and I need it. Give this match thirty minutes. I don't care. Like this story is so good. I want to see it play out to its like utmost potential. It's um. I I don't ultimately. I don't. I see what you're saying. I, and I think as the weeks have gone, I've started to see your point more and more. I still don't think there's any chance of that happening, but it, I mean, it's the I mean, hottest, no it's the hottest like story. It it's the hottest story in WWE right now, Raw or SmackDown or NXT. So um, I'm with you on that. I mean, by the way, speaking of NXT, I love how they sold the Beth thing even more. Like she wasn't on commentary uh, tonight. So, well, they like, they did that immediately following the, uh, initial attack like she was on the air and she was not she like, sold it she was she was she so was mad. selling it and yeah. they were like i'm so sorry about edge and how's he doing and she was like she was uh already going in on randy so like they're doing a really good job about mixing the storylines to the best of their abilities amongst the brands so absolutely um i i really enjoy this thing i'm hoping that raw can continue this hot streak past lemon elimination chamber and into uh, further into Mania season because it's it's really entertaining to watch. So we're going to shift gears slightly and go back a few more days uh, and, and and just kind of wrap up Revolution. We're not going to go full in-depth 
Um, but I think it's it's key for us to talk a little bit about what happened there. Um, first things first, I just want to really like kudos to the Young Bucks and Hangman and Kenny Omega for putting on one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen in my life. They put on a goddamn show on Saturday. That was my fucking Lord. incredible. From the storytelling to the overall like move set in the in the ring, that was just top notch stuff. Um, I thought the Bucks getting going over like doing heel work was awesome because you haven't seen the Bucks do heel work since since early days of a Bullet Club and in, in New Japan. Um, so to see them just embrace going back to being heels, uh, you see the Hangman uh, Nick Jackson thing going on. Um, and I just thought overall, it was just an incredible match. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. It really stole the show on a show that had a lot of quality stuff going on. So, um, and then you had the tease at the end. I know we had, we had talked about it leading up to this card, like hangman's turning, hangman's turning, hangman's turning. And then they just like teased the shit out of it at the very end. And then it didn't happen. So now it's just like, we're still waiting and we're still Get us like just waiting on bated breath to see when when that turn is going to happen, but they played it perfectly, and I was I was really really pleased at the end of the day watching that match. I watched it three times, and it's so good every time. What what I love about this feud with the four of them is that you can clearly see that the three of the uh, the, the three that aren't Hangman, so Kenny and the Bucks, they're really trying to get Hangman over with like the mainstream. I guess, if you will, right? Because he's probably, of the four of them, the most unknown, if you will. And they're really doing what they can to make sure that he kind of gets up to their level and that he's, like, the next guy. Um, it, it, it's just these little subtle things where, like, again, they, they've they given him this story to run with that he's going to be the one who turns, right? Like, and I think he's running with it. Like, oh, he is phenomenal. He is, this I mean, is the best stuff that he's done in in a while even even um, tonight like on on uh on dynamite, on dynamite just like came out racking up all the beers as he's walking out like he's really taking this beer bird, thing like, yeah um so i do love that that they're letting him shine and he's not getting lost in like the star power of the other three of them because he easily could right like yeah. you have one of the best tag teams ever and freaking kenny omega but i love like the build up to this too like they had the the pre-show segment where they had the interview um, with the four of them and like the bucks were telling them like you were just a a, a jobber, jobber in, in ring of honor in ring of honor before we got a hold of you and I'm like deep holy shit and then like i want to say it was nick uh flipped off hangman during the match or like and, and hangman spit on him and i was oh, like yeah. my god this is incredible stuff so i just want to see this continue to play out um i'm really pleased with it i know that i had said like beforehand like if he didn't turn i'd be pissed but the way they played it and the way that this story has continued to kind of develop him not turning actually is working out uh, in their favor. And it's going to continue to build towards uh, hopefully double or nothing that they'll keep this going. Um, Cody versus MJF was good. Not great. In my opinion, um, told a, a solid story. I will say the thing that really kind of threw me off and threw a lot of people off. I was actually like interacting with a lot of people on Twitter in real time was Cody's neck tattoo. Um, yeah what that like seemingly popped out of nowhere um i I think you sent it to me first and i was like what the hell is happening here um yeah and it's like it's right on camera side too it's it's one thing to like catch it occasionally if it was on the other side i feel like one he definitely did this on purpose because he's like i want people to see this shit right so we're gonna put this on on the on on the hard camera side um it it definitely was distracting I, i i thought the match was pretty solid as well um, I thought the buildup was much better than the actual match itself. I, I agree. Yeah, the the in ring work was left a little bit to be desired. I thought the shenanigans on the outside kind of took away from the match. Um, MJF is good. Uh, his selling is comical at times. Uh, like he sold us uh, a cutter that just looked downright hilarious. Um. But he's going to continue going forward, like moving up the ranks and, and be the heel. Like he he talked about it tonight where he had a shirt that said, I pinned Cody. Um, he was already calling out Mox. He was calling out Jericho. So like and his he sights went, he, are set uh, on bigger things. He went viral today. Uh, TMZ oh, yes. <laughs> really like put him on blast for flipping off that kid. I love how like TMZ is like professional wrestler flips off seven year old. 
and everyone who kind of has watched MJF has been like, yeah, it sounds about right. He does <laughs> that know? shit like every week. Like, and, you know, and so, but, you know, he took that and he ran with it, which I think was awesome. So did uh, just the kind of AEW in general. But, like, no one was actually offended by it. I th- there's probably someone who doesn't watch wrestling. He's like, oh, see, this is why I don't like wrestling because they're all jackasses. And I was like, dude, no, this is a freaking character. And that's an incredible impersonation, by the way. That Yeah, that's my impersonation of, uh, like, Twitter people who don't <laughs> generic like white guy, a generic white guy. Um, uh, but yeah, like the people that don't pay attention to AEW or don't follow wrestling all that well, are probably up in arms about a guy flipping off a child. But if you follow wrestling, like you all know, like he does this shit all the time. He tells people in wheelchairs to stand up. Like, yes, it could be a little distasteful at times, but like a little his character. <laughs> That's his character. Him. He's, he's a, he's a spoiled little jackass. So like he's, a like he just that's he lives his character and if you're a wrestling fan you just know it so you you go with it um so yeah like the match itself could have been a little bit better but i'm not mad at it it wasn't bad it just wasn't what i was fully expecting now something that i wasn't expecting in a good way was how damn good Pac versus orange cassidy was i know we referenced it in the in the opening but Man, Orange Cassidy, when he tries, is one hell of a wrestler because that was awesome. And I, that entire arena was like the roof was blowing off that place when he was going crazy. I never heard a pop like that. It it was so unexpected. I mean, I guess you had to expect them to actually wrestle, right? Because it's like there's only so much of the like the the half-assed Orange Cassidy thing. Like it, you, you do that for a few minutes and it's amazing. You do that for like an extended period of time, it might get old. So that yeah. for that, for him to just bust it all out and to keep his hands in his pockets still, like he stayed in character, like he went nuts, but he still stayed in character, which I think is one of the hardest things to do. Um, th- that was th- that was the moment of the night. Like Mox winning the title was awesome, but Orange Cassidy's run there with Pac was. Like I'll remember that for a very, very long time. Um, yeah, I've like, never I, heard a building like that. No, it was that was that was a, a crazy, crazy pop, and it was, it was absolutely bonkers. Um, and, and big ups to Pack, um, for for agreeing for that ma- agreeing into that match, and and just going with it. Like he was doing the half ass kicks and half ass punches for a little bit too, and then he turned up, and um, it does take two to kind of buy into this gimmick. And for a guy of his stature to buy into it and and put on a really quality match that was really unexpected is is great to see. And now I want to see Orange Cassidy kind of move up the ranks and start challenging for titles because he's good. This and is why he, this. I mean, he's kind of one of the reasons why AEW needs to kind of mix in a, a secondary title. So, yeah, right. Like Orange Cassidy is like a secondary champion. Like obviously he wouldn't be he might not have a long run, but if he has that for a little bit, like one crowd will pop like crazy when he wins it, and two, it's like the secondary title should be kind of more of a especially with AEW, um, again in that secondary mid card status, and that that's where he is, and obviously like the packs of the world, um, will 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 kind of take the reins of that as well as they climb up the ranks. But man, they need to implement a secondary title uh, as soon as possible. So a lot of these guys can just get in the mix with that. Uh, yeah, I think they, I, I agree. They need a secondary title. I think they're going to do a six man title too here soon, uh, especially with the death triangle. Death tri- Yeah. Um, being announced. It was a death triangle. So yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That being announced. And obviously we have the elite, we have, um, we have the best friends with orange Cassidy. So there's a lot of like six man teams kind of roaming around. So I think they'll get to do a six man belt. Also, did you notice when orange Cassidy was introduced his weight or from, he said from wherever and his weight was whatever, of course, or something, or something like that. <laughs> so like, I thought that was a really entertaining a little twist. Um, and then last thing we just wanted to reference and talk about really quick from revolution. Obviously there's a, a handful of matches that we're not going to get into. Um, was obviously Mox winning the belt. This was the right call. Um, you had Mox super over. You've had Jericho kind of usher the belt in. Um, it, he made it. Uh, he added validity to the belt. He made it something. 
Um, and now it's time to just put it on your biggest face and let's see how far he can run with it. I thought the match itself was okay. Um, Mox is now a white meat baby face. He was like that rebel, uh, like anti-hero. But now like, after that promo, he is a white meat baby face. Yeah. And I mean, it's weird. Even, it's um, weird. even the promo that he cut tonight on dynamite, he, he kind of did the whole, you know, this title isn't Chris Jericho. It's not even mine. It's yours. Kind of like yeah. really, really, really pandering to the crowd. Um, so he's, he's kind of made that shift and obviously he's become that, um, that empathetic, sympathetic figure where like he got beat down tonight <laughs> several times by the inner circle. So they're, they're really, you know, that's his new role. And it'll be interesting to see him because he was kind of that a little bit when he was WWE champion, but uh, I don't like him in that role, but well, but that was a Dean Ambrose type thing. Right. So it's, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how they package him here. Because I do think he's still going to have that edge to him, right? Like, he can do more in AEW and on TNT than I think he was ever allowed to do in WWE. So I think, like, I don't think he's going to be... I don't think AEW is aiming to make him, like, the next Roman... Their Roman Reigns. You know what I'm saying? I think he's still going to be... They're still shaping him to be more in that stone-cold light. Uh, and, and whether yeah, they succeed in that... I don't know, and we'll we'll kind of see how this goes. Yeah, he needs to have he needs to be his own version of Stone Cold for it to work. Yeah, um, him being a white meat babyface and cutting that promo post match just didn't vibe with me. Also, that promo was very very awkward. Uh, I don't know why that that was still on the air. I was like fully expecting somebody to show up. I was like, why is this on the air? Like usually that's something that you do like off camera. And, like, um, so for them to keep that on, I was like fully expecting somebody to come out, and it just never happened. Um, I, I, I need him to be an anti-hero. I need him to have an edge to him for, for his character to work for me. I do think uh, that he has a lot of freedom in terms of like, whenever he tells Cody and everyone else, yo, I want the mic. They're like, all right. Yeah. yeah the AEW just seems to have that sort of vibe where they're like, obviously they, they love to talk about how they're, none of their promos are scripted and it's, you know, it's from the heart, it's from the gut. So maybe that was a moment there where Mox was like, yo. Uh, let me run with this thing and yeah but they shouldn't have because it was it, it was, was like it was interesting it was like uh, halfway th like when they first turned on the music and he said what the fuck like that was like that's when they probably should have just wrapped it up because it was after that it was the same old stuff that he was saying so yeah. um yeah it was just a little awkward i'm i'm still invested in him as a champion um i'm still invested in him as a character i just want him to still have an edge because that's what's really going to put him over so We'll see. Um, like we said, like rev there's a lot of revolution that we didn't get to. Nia Jax still won, or not? Yeah, not Nia Jax. Nyla Rose. <laughs> Nyla Rose uh, won. Um, who else is on the card? Jesus, I'm like blanking right now. My man, my mind. Darby Allen won in a really weird match with Sammy Guevara that was crazy in the short amount of time that they were in. Uh, SJU won. So like. Not SJU, SCU. SCU. What is with my brain today? It's just letters. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Anyways, Revolution was a great card. Um, it might have been because I spent eight hours at the car dealership that day, and I was just like, my my brain is fully melted from that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's let's uh, move on to the the Wednesday night wars. It was a it was a pretty exciting, eventful night, I should say. So obviously, you're listening to this on a Thursday. So last night. Uh, NXT had two cage matches. I'm a, by the way, can I just say, I'm a fan of multiple cage matches in a show, right? Use the cage. It, it's there. Uh, cage matches are just always exciting. Um, obviously the big takeaway from tonight was, and I guess you called it, uh, yes, I did. <laughs> Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream looks like that's going to be the next feud being that they set up tonight. Uh, I, I actually love the way that they set it up with Dream just kind of figuring it out on the fly, supposedly, and just kind of taking the loss, but ultimately locking getting the win. In the yeah. With yes. Cole, right? Yes. So it was a, it was, I, I like that move. It was a, uh, you know, l um, short term loss for a long term gain. So it yes. was, uh, I like, I like this idea. Obviously, I'm a genius for calling this. No, relax. Um, relax. <laughs> I, I I like this matchup. It's a fresh matchup. Um, obviously, like we've kind of recycled through the same kind of like 
core individuals at the top of NXT for the past year, year and a half. So to see Dream get in, to get uh, pushed up to the NXT title picture is is great to see. Um, and the match itself was okay. Uh, I I agree. Like I think cage matches are awesome. I I wouldn't mind seeing a all cage match pay per view. Um, so I, I I'm a big fan of it. The other one was Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. Now this is interesting because Dakota won, but there were shenanigans involved. And this is the second time they've had a match where shenanigans were kind of at the very at the, at the tail end. So where does this go from here? Like, does this feud still go on? Because I don't feel like it was a proper ending to this. I feel like they have one more match, um, and then I think they just both move into this ladder match to determine the number one contender. Um, yeah, I, that's that's really all I could see happening next because. I do think they need to move on from each other as much as personal and as, as, as heated as this has gotten. It's also like, I, I feel like it's kind of run its course. I don't know if, if, Same. if you feel that way, but I would love to see them both in that ladder match to determine the number one contender for, yeah, maybe uh, that's the way they blow this off is that they, they end up in the ladder match. They have a segment in the ladder match where sure. that's where, absolutely. They, where they do the blow off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely down with that. So I hope that's, that's where they go next um kind of an eventful night shifting gears to the opposite end of the wrestling spectrum jake the snake uh showing up at a left field on aew um he's obviously he teased i guess his client is coming um teasing the dark side of aew obviously he came out during cody's promo which also suggests that you know Cody and MJF are going their separate ways in terms of that feud, which yep. I'm kind of fine with. Um, it'll be really interesting to see who ends up b- being Jake's client, I suppose. Uh, I hope it's not too disappointing. Uh, like, uh, it can't I, be a Dark Order situation. Like, that that shit was whack. So, <laughs> so like, it's weird. Like, I was actually reading up on this um, before we recorded and just thinking about, like, all, like, the quote-unquote, like, dark gimmicks that aew has like their heel gimmicks are always like invested in like are all like tied to like dark order or dark side things like you had the nightmare collective that already fizzled out because it was terrible um obviously you had the dark order you had um the butcher and the blade and now you have like the dark side of aew with jake the snake um part of me thinks this is going to be lance archer even though they've already like teased him they he, he was supposed to show up tonight um, that only that's the only thing that kind of makes sense to me. Um, and obviously you you put him in a match with in a in a in a um um a segment with Cody that uh, that immediately like thrusts him to like the near the top of uh, of AEW. So I think it'd be big for for them to bring in Lance Archer and do that. Maybe or or maybe it's Luke Harper. Oh, yeah, I could see it. Luke Harper. And Jake the Snake kind of look alike in terms of like yeah. their face and their facial hair. So I could actually see that um, kind of being an interesting pairing and Luke Harper immediately working with Cody. That that could be some money. Uh, yeah, I, I like and, that idea. And we all know that Luke Harper isn't the greatest talker. So to have somebody um, like Jake the Snake to kind of like bring him in. Uh, obviously, Jake the Snake is gone through a lot of shit and I, I think he's kind of come out the the other side but like he still sounds DDP like he yoga like, baby DDP yoga saved his he life still sounds like he smokes like 10 packs of cigarettes before he even walks on stage because his voice is rough yeah I mean that might be just the years of uh, yeah. <laughs> abuse yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that he put his body through um, but I mean it's great to see him on TV I haven't seen him since I was a kid I mean I, I want to say like one of the last times I actually like, remember seeing him was Austin 316 um, did you see that Randy Orton uh, like posted a video of him RKOing him, no caption. <laughs> he posted that That's on Instagram. Such good work. Yeah, it That's was so good. It was pretty solid. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good to see him. I, I'm interested to see who his his client is. If it's Lance Archer, if it's Luke Harper, if it's somebody else. Um, it, it, we'll see. Uh, going back to NXT, it looks like Keith Lee has a new challenger for the North American title. It's going to be Cameron Grimes. Report I saw is that Dominic Djokovic is injured, so that's why they're kind of shifting gears and going with Grimes here. Right, um, Grimes is good. 
Uh, he was a finalist in the in, what was that tournament that they had that ACH one? I can't even remember now. Oh, I'm struggling too. Uh, well, anyway, the point yeah, is he was a finalist in that. Yeah. Like I totally I, I forgot that tournament. Um, so that'd be an interesting match. Um, obviously Keith Lee is money, so I mean this is good for Grimes to be in, like put and get the Keith Lee rub, if you will. Um, they had a cool little run in tonight. Um, and Keith Lee just full on yeeted it yeeted. Is that a yeet yeeted? Yeah. You're yeeted? yeah. That's, that's how we stay hip. We, <laughs> we're going to use words like that. I am closer to 40 than I am 30. So yes, yeeted Cameron Grimes out of the ring. Um, uh, I guess this match might happen at takeover or maybe one of those. Right I think it's actually over. happening next week. Is it? Oh, is yeah, it? I think so. Well, shit. Yeah. So next it's... week we also have. Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights. Yep. So next week's going to be a pretty solid NXT. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then lastly, um, obviously we're rushing through Wednesday night. There's a lot of other stuff. So if you want to go back in and watch NXT or if you want to go back and watch uh, Dynamite, we highly suggest it. But the Exalted one did not show up. And I'm a little confused as to why. Yet. But kind of playing off of that a little bit. I think we know who it's going to be. And those rumors, the flame of those rumors was stoked even more by today's Free the Delete episode. Um, the Young that Bucks. Show weird as hell. Young Bucks showed up. They're, yes. Uh, they should. I mean, it so makes like, a lot of sense. Let's just So on Sunday, they put out a new Being the Elite. And at the very end of Being the Elite, they get a call. The Bucks get a call from a nine one zero area code, I believe, and everybody was doing like their their Twitter investigations, figuring out where that area code was, and they all found out it was North Carolina, and that's when we immediately were like, okay, it's got to be something, either related to Hardy's, or the revival, because the revival from North Carolina yep. as well. Um, and then obviously when Free to the Elite went up, which is the weirdest three minutes of. TV or whatever that I've seen in a while, like he builds a cross and he builds it. He digs a grave. Like it's really weird. And then like the bucks just show up and then he, he calls them the bucks of youth. Um, and yeah, that's, that's broken like, Matt Hardy English, man. I love that. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's back. He's coming back as full on broken Matt Hardy. Uh, Rabbi's going to come back out there with a piano. It's going to be crazy. Um, I'm really excited for this. And yes, I think he is the exalted one because they've teased it like crazy that he is like they've dropped little hints that it's tied to Matt Hardy. And they're going to uh, let they're going to let him loose on on AEW, which is going to be so freaking fun because I wonder if he's going to have some sort of role in other storytelling. Like, obviously, they're going to let him loose and let him do his thing. But like he has a great mind. And I would be like, I think it'd be great for them to just like, like hey. What do you think about like helping us build out stories for Darby Allen? Yeah, or, yeah, for sure. You know, like Darby's a star already, but like if Darby can get some good stories, some good storytelling behind him, and add, maybe add some little bit more to his character, man, he can take off. So uh, Matt Hardy is going to be in a good place in AEW, and I'm, I'm I just can't wait for him to show up. I was fully expecting him tonight because he kept saying Exalted One showing, Exalted One is coming, um, and he didn't show. Um, so hopefully next week we'll see him, um, moving on to our news and notes. Well, this will go really quick. So we don't have a whole bunch to go through. Um, one of the things that was actually announced during Re revolution was, um, uh, the next AEW TNT quote unquote pay-per-view. Like they do these special shows on TNT, right? Like they're bashed at the beach. This yes. is going to be this same, one is called same blood line. and guts, um, <laughs> which is a shot at 100% a shot of Vince McMahon. Oh, easily. Come on. Um, and it is basically war games. Uh, obviously, uh, Cody's father is one of the creators of war games. Um, so for them to bring it to it, to AEW, they can't use the war games name, um, but they can at least use the same uh, rule set. So we're going to have the two cages. They said the cages are going to be enclosed. So that's interesting. Um, so basically, like a giant hell in a cell with two rings. Um, Which is what the original war games was like. Right. Yes. When you watch it on WCW, they were enclosed. Right. So, so we're going to get back to that. They're going to announce the official rules next week on Dynamite. Now, I'm assuming we're doing normal War Games rules with a five on five. 
or a four on four, whatever. So my hunch is it's going to be the inner circle versus a crew uh, created by Mox, which is probably Mox, Darby Allen, and a handful of others. Um, and I'd be I'm really invested in this because that's going to be fucking awesome. Oh yeah, I mean a war games type match on free TV is kind of unheard of, right? <laughs> like the war games thing is still it's still pretty fresh in terms of it being brought back. Right, like NXT just started running that kind of as one of their pay-per-views as of a few years ago. So it still feels pretty nostalgic uh, in that it's 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 just freshly brought back. I think to put on free TV is uh, it's like stealing. All <laughs> honestly, like I think this is going to be nuts. I think they're going to do a, a massive number on that day, uh, and and NXT may need to just kind of mail that Wednesday in because like everyone is going to be watching this like i think this is going to be one of their biggest wins in this ratings war and i think it's going to be freaking epic um that that's something that we should definitely keep an eye on in the next week or so when they start announcing everything is what is nxt going to do to counter program that are they going to pack it in and just do a random card or are they going to try to match them and put on some like crazy matches to go alongside that so um i'm really interested in that it's going to be like you said, it's gonna it's like stealing for them. Like they're just gonna pop a number. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Um, it's just gonna be interesting to see what NXT does um to answer that. Uh another piece of news that was announced on backstage. I believe this was announced last night on yes, backstage. Yeah, yesterday, Tuesday. Uh and it was rumored for a while JBL is going into the Hall of Fame. Cool. Makes sense. Uh, He's I mean, this Hall of Fame class is fucking massive. Stacked. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna take a long ass time to get through this entire like uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, I just wonder. I mean, we all know the stories about JBL. Yeah, he's, very, very, very controversial figure. I don't know about yeah. very. He's a controversial figure within uh, within WWE. I mean, he's he definitely has the resume for it, and he's stuck around long enough where he still has all this goodwill with Vince. That this was kind of an inevitability. Um, it, it it'll be interesting to see uh, how he's received. Uh, given kind of some some recent events as to why he's not necessarily on the announced team anymore, right? Like I, I don't really want to get into that because it, it's it's again a little bit above our pay grade in terms of analyzing that. But, but he's um, an asshole. Like that's the that's sure, sure. That's, that's ultimately what it comes down to. So I mean, <laughs> it, you know, good for him. I, I do wonder, like, we something you touched on earlier with this Hall of Fame class. Like it's pretty loaded. It makes me wonder what they're gonna do next year. Right, and I guess that's like the case with every freaking year. But the next year has to be The Rock, right? I mean, yes, but won't he like also be wrestling? So you know, I, I mean, that's just another reason like he, to show up. I like, mean, I guess that that is a way to like blow it out. Like, yeah, Saturday, like, Rock is getting inducted. Sunday, he's taking on Roman. I, I, yeah, I, okay, I, I feel yeah, you and on like that. next year, like literally, they don't even have to do anything. It could just be like, hey, this Hall of Fame Hall of Fame ceremony is an hour and a half of the rock and people would be like, cool. Yeah. Give him an hour to talk and give, I don't know. Who would you have entered, uh, induct the rock? Would it be Steve Austin? Stone Cold? Yeah. I just think so that give, they're, they're so said, tied okay, together. Be a 90 minute show. Yeah. I, I feel like minutes of Austin inducting him. And then here's an hour of the rock talking. Boom. Yeah. And you have rock on broken skull sessions. <laughs> Yeah. Like really, really milk this thing out, but no, no so I, I, the, I see what you're saying. That's a good point. Who's the headliner this year? I know that so far we have we have Batista. It's, we have the it's, NWO. It's got to be the NWO, right? Like Hogan is involved. Hogan's one of their guys that they they rock with so I hard. Like, I feel like it's gonna be him. Uh, who who else is in it? Run, run me through it. Run me through the rest so of the class. The four that I know. I mean, there's probably more, but. Batista. Oh wait, never NWO, mind. It's gonna be Batista. And Jay, Jay I take Bell. that back. It's gonna be Batista because the NWO, the rest of them are already in it in some capacity, right? So this is them just getting yes. their 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 two time or three time or whatever. Batista, like th this dude is one of the biggest movie stars in the game right now. Like he he's going to headline, no question. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So the, I mean, if if they bring out the entire NWO, like they should bring out like like the obscure members. Buff Bagwell. 
Buff Boom, Bagwell. Well. Bring out Scott Steiner. Scott Norton. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Let's yes. See. A fake Virgil. sting. Bring out fake sting. Yes. Uh, okay. Let's get All real right. weird. And last it. thing we wanted to talk about before we get into the XFL segment. Um, we just wanted to go back to SmackDown on Friday because we don't obviously don't have a chance to talk about it. Um, Roman is just going to say fuck it and challenge Goldberg. We're not going to do the Elimination Chamber. We're going to do a tag team Elimination Chamber match. And they just said, screw it. We're doing Roman. Y'all knew it was going to happen anyways. So we're doing Roman Goldberg. Cool. Yeah, literally four words to set up this match. Who's next? I'm next. Boom. There you go. There's your WrestleMania. And that's literally going to be the entire story for the entire like run up. Like Goldberg's not showing up on TV again. Yeah, that's it. I, I guarantee like there's gonna be a lot of Michael Cole comparing spears, right? Like who has a faster spear time? Like they might break it down it's like that. Science of spear. Yeah. Uh they're gonna, you know, compare their their secondary finishers, you know, Superman Punch versus the Jackhammer. Uh it's like I like Roman a lot. I just think he's being put in a really weird position with this Goldberg thing. Um and we've made our feelings about this very, very clear. So I'm not going to harp on it too much. I'm just kind of bummed out for Roman because yeah, it should have been like, him and the Fiend. Like This is them overthinking it and thinking like, oh, the way that we can get Roman over is just have him squash Goldberg and people will be so happy that he's beating Goldberg that they'll cheer for him. And it's like, no. It could. It's, I think it's going to backfire. I yes, think he's going to backfire. He's going to get booed vehemently. And that's like going to that whole match is just, I would applaud everybody in Tampa if they just booed that entire match. Because like I think it's gonna happen. Like it's it kind of already did. Like it during should that have segment. Been Roman fiend, and we've talked about like you said, we've talked about this ad nauseum. So it's like we're not gonna get into it too much, but this is absurd and I don't like it. Uh speaking of the fiend. On, speaking of Yeah, speaking of the at fiend. At least he does have a mania match, but and it is against a very, very, very high profile superstar in the returning John Cena. I just hated the way that it was done. It wasn't done in the Firefly Funhouse. There was no clever banter from Bray Wyatt. They just they made the fiend like another person. Like they just made him kind of normal. Point at the he, sign. Like every the sign. Everyone points at the sign. Everyone what is does. That? That, like it's everyone points at the sign so much that now every Royal Rumble winner makes fun of the fact that they point at the sign. They make fun of themselves, right? It's, it's just like this. And I get it. It's, maybe it's fun. Maybe everyone wants to do it at some point. But like, The Fiend is supposed to be a different type of character. He's supposed to be a different type of person. And they just made him so normal. They made him so normal. And it was it was such a bummer to see. Um, that was a rough, like, 24 hours for, for those of us who like The Fiend. The Cena segment in general was rough to me like his his promo was okay obviously they were building up like hey cena's not going to be there and then they were going to surprise they surprised you with the fiend but like the lights going out like i fully expected like we we all kind of anticipated that this was going to happen i think the rumors were going around that it was going to be fiend cena because they had this this idea to take the belt off of fiend and give it to goldberg so I was fully expecting Firefly Funhouse. Like I wanted, I wanted that music to come on. I wanted to see Bray in the Funhouse interact with Cena, because that's when that's when that character's at its best. But yeah, like you said, he comes out, lights go out. He's standing behind Cena, doesn't attack him, which he's been doing to everybody, right? And points at a sign and then disappears. Yeah, and they missed time, like the lighting too. Like I saw him leave. <laughs> <laughs> I saw yeah, him walk back there. It's he, like just the. I, I know, like I can tell in the back, like whoever was directing it probably thought that they did an incredible job because they had it set up where like the the camera was on Cena, and then they just panned over slightly, and you could see the fiend behind him. They're like, like I can, I bet you backstage they're like high five and like, yeah, we got the shot, and like everybody else is like, this is dumb. Like it's the fiend. Why isn't he attacking him? Like, why isn't he giving the mandible claw? And then that's how you know that they're having a match is that he chokes out John Cena. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, we always kind of harp on WWE whenever they overthink things. I think they underthought this one. <laughs> it just felt underproduced. They're like, yeah, just go is... out there and uh, point the sign, nod, literally no words from two of the best talkers probably in WWE history. 
no words. That one I didn't. And this quite is probably understand. the only time that they're going to see each other before Mania too. Yeah, because Cena is very very busy. Right? That's so so bonkers to me. So <sighs> it's frustrating. We'll see. It's, I mean, yeah. Obviously, okay. We're going to get into the XFL. Really quick programming note. We are not going to do a preview for Elimination Chamber tonight. We are going to save that for Friday. We're going to do a quick hitter on Friday, do a quick preview bonus, for bonus episode this week. So we got two, us two, coming at you two times this week. So look, yes. look out for so that. Be prepared for a quick snacker episode where we'll go into Elimination Chamber post-Smackdown so we get the freshest takes um, and get you ready for Sunday night. So now let's get into our favorite segment. And I got to say, I took a beating this past week. Oh, Yes, things have not swung. <laughs> things swung big. It, that being said, still a lot of season left, sort of. Uh, sort of. <laughs> so I am now in the lead. I'm I'm sitting at a firm ten and six. But you you're you're sitting at eight and eight. You're you're still at five hundred. Right. You're still uh you're the two seed. You're the firm two seed in this <laughs> two man race. So we've uh got another slate of games here so as always we're going to pick and um with, with the first game i'm gonna let you pick first so thank god i'm taking the roughnecks <laughs> god damn it all right so it's the roughnecks or the seattle dragons by the way yeah so the, un, the roughnecks for the the uninformed the only undefeated team left in the xfl uh, like i want to pick against you but i'm also not an idiot so um i'm going with the undefeated team oh i thought you were team seat or team dragons uh, they've let me down too much this year okay, for me to that's fair. maintain. All right, that. next up we have the Dallas Renegades versus the New York Guardians. The New York Guardians somehow got a win last week. I don't understand it. This team is dysfunctional as all hell. So, who are you taking here? I will go with both teams, two and two. I'm going to give the Renegades home field advantage. So I'm going with the Renegades. I'm, I'm picking the home the home squad. Okay, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a bit of a risk here. I'm gonna take the Guardians. Here we go. Just because I don't think Matt McGloin is playing, and that seems to be the problem because he's a terrible quarterback. Well, yeah, uh, very entertaining though. I hope he's very plays. entertaining. They might need to put a mic, on him mic all that time. man up when he gets cut, when he gets straighted. Mike, keep a mic on him at all times. All right. So here's the the game of the week. We may have to get together and watch this game. Maybe at a bar on Sunday afternoon. Sure. It is the Seattle or St. Louis Battlehawks. My squad. Your Battlehawks versus my DC Defenders, who got fucking mollywopped last week. My, I, I, do we need to make picks here? Because I know that I'm going Defenders, you're going Battlehawks. Yeah, so let's, I'm just writing it down. Battlehawks. And then the last game of the week the Tampa Bay Vipers versus the Los Angeles Wildcats. Both, Both one, and three. one and three. Both one and three. I'm going to be. I'm sticking with I'm sticking true to myself. I can't pick an LA team, so I'm going with the Vipers. All right, I'll take the Wildcats. Ooh, this could be another swing week. This is this big week, man. This is a big, Whew. big week. So man, uh that game on Sunday, I can't wait for that Battle Hawks defenders. Yeah, game. the picks are the picks are locked in, man. So yeah, this we've picked opposite except for the roughnecks. I think we're just uh I mean, we got to ride the hot hand there, so I think that yeah. makes complete. So, like sense. on Saturday, was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. I had to go take my wife's car to the shop, and I was there from eight forty-five to four thirty. I yeah. watched the entire slate of games plus some basketball <laughs> games and walked around the city of Dublin. Like, I, my mind has fully melted. That was the worst experience of my life. But yeah, I watched all the XFL games. It was, and straight it was, into Revolution, man. That it is was quite a, the experience. That you, I think you blacked out by the end. Yeah, I, I that means I you, was see, drinking a lot of white claw during revolution. You, you you deserve that Orange Cassidy segment after that that kind of day. So I mean, there's there's a reason why I was running around my neighborhood. Yeah, freaking out is because I was like completely out of it from a day of just sitting <laughs> zoned in. out. Yeah, it was, it was quite the day. All right, everybody, make sure you follow us on sh- social. Uh, follow us at Two Jabronis Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and in the BR app. You can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And you can follow me at Jeremy A. Loss. Make sure you follow us this, by this weekend because we will be live tweeting uh, Emil- Elimination Chamber and having a little bit of fun there. So, again, follow us on social. And also, just a reminder, as we mentioned uh, a little earlier, we will have a second show this week 
to break down Elimination Chamber for you. It'll be a quicker episode, but uh, that should hit the airwaves probably Friday. Um, so, And then in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And again, if you're still that jackass who left us the two-star review, <laughs> like, man, I... I I You're wish a you star jabroni. Right. You you are a two star jabroni. I just wish you had the balls to leave us the one star. Because someone actually has left us a one star review. And like I respect that. You 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 know kind of like in that Roman Reigns light, like you hate me or you love me, right? And that's I'm totally fine with that. Don't don't be a half ass hater. Don't be a friggin' jabroni. Jabroni. Alright. Peace. Later guys.